straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Erin. That's Ange. Hi. How, how are you doing today, Ange? A little bit tired. A little, little, bit. little tired, tired. <laughs> we don't have to discuss why. No, no. We had a fun a night last night. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we'll say. We're not we're not having whiskey with our interview today. That's how fun it was last night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm fine, but, you know, if you can't drink, I'm not going to drink, so... That's just the rule. All right, pass the whiskey. No, that's the rule around here. Um, we have a fun interview today. We've been uh, back and forth scheduling it because... Yeah, we've, we've been trying hard for this one. Well, also, we've been <laughs> sick. I was sick. She was sick. She was sick. And I was like, oh, let's just let's try and get this together. <laughs> um, but we met Joy Ng a couple of months mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, she is a, uh, she's a writer of hip-hop uh, and Asian-American culture, correct? And I want to make sure I got the title right. And um, we met her at an Apple Store event uh, with our friend who still hasn't been on the... Well, she's been on the podcast. Technically, she's been on, but not in the studio with Not us, in the like studio in yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ruby Ibarra, who, I mean, is fantastic. I feel like, um, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Joy, but like she's about to... Like just be huge, just blow up. Like yeah. it's gonna be one thing, and then that's it. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. um, I'm feeling the momentum. And being at the Apple Store event that day, it was like, wow. I mean, we got to moderate a panel with her and uh, see her documentary or the documentary about the uh, video right. she made. But um, there's something about her uh, that I'm excited about, but and that you're excited about. Yes, definitely very. And yeah, and having chronicled hip hop for as long as you have, for me being at that being at that event and growing up listening to hip hop in the '90s, LA, um, seeing little girls there that Mm -hmm. not only were like grooving, but they knew all the words. Yeah, definitely. Right up front, just with her, I was like, I wanted to cry because I was like, I I can't imagine if I had somebody who looked like me with the mic in their hand Mm -hmm. because that's just not what I grew up with. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think we did. Well, we did. The one I was telling you about this, Aaron. So the the one time that I did hear was Foxy Brown. Oh, I loved Foxy Brown. But, um, you know, that song ain't no like the one I got. No one can Mm -hmm. you bet Mm -hmm. uh, Jay-Z and and Foxy Brown. So she says um, he says um, fresh to death in Moschino coach bag looking half black and Filipino. And I was like, huh? What? Somebody's talking about Filipino or whatever, but I think she's actually half Chinese. And then she also she is. I think I it's did not I know think that. it's oh, uh, this can be a new piece for your blog. <laughs> well yeah. And then well, thank you. No, and then You're she welcome. Says, there you go. <laughs> later when she uh, during her verse, she says, Now we on the rise, you you your diamond mommy with the slanted eyes. And that that's why that was like one of my favorite songs because I never even heard any sort of reference to mm-hmm. anything Asian at all, mm-hmm. right? In mainstream um, hip hop, yeah. yeah right. So that got me, and that was as close as it as it ever got for me because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm sure there was like underground shit going on, but I didn't know about it, you know, in in terms of like Asian Americans mm-hmm. in hip hop. So. But to flip it on Joy, I mean, how did this all come about? I think I saw like your first blog post was almost a, was it a year ago? Um, probably around a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was about Ruby's album, actually. 
Hello. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you you're you're deeply connected to Ruby. Um, I am definitely a fan. Yeah. I'm definitely a fan. I love watching her perform. Um, but this really started for me when I was at San Francisco State University. Oh. Um, yeah. Represent me and yeah, Char. Yeah. yeah. I studied. Uh, go Asian, Gators. Asian I never studies. went to a game, but go Gators. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> I say that every time. We, I still don't know why our mascot is a Gator. <laughs> I know. But okay. Cool. Sure. Yeah. But Golden you, Gate Gator. I uh, guess. I don't know. I don't know. Golden Gate Bridge and then an and then alligator. a gator. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it seems feasible. Anyway, <laughs> so you studied Asian American history or Asian American studies. studies? Okay. Yeah. Um, and for my senior thesis, I was working on um, connecting ideas between Asian American studies, Asian American resistance and identity, and connecting that to hip hop. And my particular interest was how um, Asian American hip hop artists can use their platform to to talk about community ideas or issues or things that we need to pay attention to. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And then I started doing um, social services in South of Market. Um, and at that time, I wasn't really touching my research for a while just because I was trying to get a job. Yeah, working. Trying to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so, working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We get it. Um, and then I, I started working with a few artists again and um, around that time Ruby dropped her Circa 91 album which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that album dropped that at, um, at Brick and Mortar like you saw hip hop heads, you saw Bay Area rappers, but you also you also saw educators and you saw young people and you saw people you don't normally see at a hip hop show. Mm-hmm. And I thought, damn, that's powerful. I just saw my professor walk out of that bar at one AM like <laughs> yeah. rocking to her music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and I think that's that's impact and that's what I wanna focus on is the impact of these MCs and these artists in their community. Mm-hmm. So what what are you finding in the hip hop community in Asian American? Because I feel like it's a loaded side. It is. It's a loaded side because growing up, I loved hip hop. Mm-hmm. But like Ange said, there was I never felt like there was any representation of Asian culture. But Asians love hip hop, yeah. right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's just a fact. Yeah, and you we're feel very good at, at all facets of b boy, b girl, yeah. like the whole right. thing. Yeah. there's a real connection. And then later in life, later in life, I don't even remember when. <laughs> probably. When Lyrics Born had uh, one of his songs on a Coke commercial, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, oh, who is this? And looked him up. He's like, oh, shit, he's in my backyard and he's Asian. I mean, awesome. Mm-hmm. But he'd yeah. also been around for a while, but I never knew that. Yeah. So I sorry. still feel that yeah. way sometimes when it comes to being an Asian American woman in hip hop. Like, I know that hip hop's not going to love me the way I love hip hop. You know, and Whoa. that's just the realist. Um, so for me, oh. it's, it's not <laughs> that's, so that kind of gave me deep. Like, chills. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, that was great. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's for me. I I've come to just accept that and um, just move forward with the idea that you know what, while we're here, it's. I mean, instead of trying to define what is or what isn't hip hop and how do I fit in and all these things, we're already here. We're already doing this, mm-hmm. so we might as well just. You know, for me, it's I'm, I'm already here. So let's look at it. Let's like, let's examine this um, and let's see where we can go with it. Yeah, I, I do see that in, in a lot of your interviews when, when you're interviewing um, hip hop artists in, in the Asian American community. It's like a, a lot of the common thread is the, to just be honest, be honest about your experience. And that's what resonates. Mm-hmm. And um, like like Ruby, for example, is more socially conscious in her lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, but but she has said in one of your interviews, but, you know, there's room for all of it. Right, I, yeah. I love it, your experience as long as what you're saying is honest that's the asian american experience right. and it's all important 
yeah to be represented yeah definitely there's no single way to answer that question there's no monolithic um you know story for every one of us we're all different um so i think that that's also reflected in asian american hip-hop it's all it's all going to be different mm-hmm. that that reminds me of when crazy rich asians came out and there was a lot of critique on the film, like, oh, it doesn't represent us in this way or that way. And it, it's not fair to put that kind of pressure on one project or one artist mm-hmm. to be representative of everything as a whole. Yeah. And that's kind of what the problem is, is that we expect this one thing to, to encapsulate all of us. But there should be tons of voices. Right. Not just this one. Yeah. And that's something I've been curious about, too. I wonder if artists feel the pressure to have to represent everybody every time they Mm. hit the stage or get Mm -hmm. the mic Mm -hmm. um that's that's um that's a very big responsibility to carry um and i think a lot of people might shy away from that or um are scared of critique or or criticism um but you know i think i think ruby does it flawlessly (laughs) and well she just she's on another level yeah she's so wise yeah and it's beyond confidence like she's confident but it's beyond it it is Mm -hmm. being wise Mm -hmm. and being very truthful Mm -hmm. and not pretending to be something she's not right and that resonates and i'm just we were moved the first time we really encountered encountered her and her music and the people that follow her Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, she's really, it's a movement. Well, cause she's, yeah, she's like a leader. She's not yeah. just a musician or MC or she's a leader. Like yeah. she could be, I want her to be president in front of her. I want her to be president. God damn it. Yeah. yeah. Ruby yeah. 2020. Duh. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, she, yes. <laughs> Let's just say it now. She's running for, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Guess what, Ruby, you're running for president. We're going to help you. Um, but I think she's kind of a new she's a new face on the scene and a new new um, voice, really. Um, do you do you feel the same way about her? I mean, it seems like your career is kind of blossoming as hers is blossoming, yeah. too. So it's kind of running parallel. Yeah. Um, and I'm really thankful for that because the the theories that I had about, um, you know, Asian-American hip hop artists. Um, you know, having hip hop as a vehicle for social change or social message messages or whatever. Um, Ruby's kind of hitting all those points. She is a walking testament to mm. those ideas and ideals of hip hop and what it could be for the community. Um, so I really commend her for that. Um, but yeah, it's um, Ruby. I think for a lot of people in the Bay Area who are familiar with her, she's been doing spoken word for a really long time, mm. and her content has always been um, very charged. Um, very honest, brutally honest, but I think she's also very um, skilled in a way. The way she crafts her message is very honest, um, and I think she has the talent to kind of pull the words out of your brain and the feelings that you felt, but you couldn't quite put your your finger on it. Mm-hmm. She yeah. has that ability to pen yeah. those feelings, mm-hmm. and I think that's why people resonate with her so much and come to her shows to listen to her and not just, you know, turn up and get hyphy but also really listen to her and take Mm -hmm. that to heart um and i think that's that's a really beautiful part of her performances yeah i was uh reading your piece about lauren hill and i was i was feeling the feels because it's it's been a roller coaster ride with lauren hill a little Mm -hmm. bit you know like when she came out i remember because i old but uh i remember she was, every, she was a sister full, act two from sister act two oh, that's I don't, right. oh yeah that's yeah shit. she was so good yeah but and she, then the fujis and then yeah she was a force but it's been like so many highs and so yeah. many lows that um i've kind of based my experiences of not seeing her because of the negative press that i've read about yeah. her mm-hmm. i mean 
I almost got to see her last year. It's a whole other story. And then I ended up not, not going to the show um, because I'm a curmudgeon. But uh, <laughs> but I I was reading I was reading her blog and and I, it's the same feelings and and it's a we're shaming her for just being a human being. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to talk about it a little I bit? I mean, yeah. It's it to echo what you said. Really, I I don't really have a hold on on what Lauren is like other than what the media says, right? right? So those are the only pieces that I have to hold on to. Like, that's all I have. So if that's that's all I'm seeing, then I really don't know anything else. Um, but, you know, when, when Glasper came forward with those comments, everybody was like, oh my God, you know, is she really this this terrible person to work for? And mm-hmm. it was like, well, you know what? If that was a man, like, you wouldn't be saying those same right. things. Mm-hmm. You'd just be doing his job, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so, yeah, I mean, aside from all those negative things i just i just wanted to go and experience miseducation um and accept whatever she was ready to perform that night mm-hmm. and it was amazing yeah and that album just still holds through it's just yeah. definitely one of my favorites definitely. And, and always will be yeah i remember yeah. when it came out and felt like she was speaking to us and i and never still I so never relevant thought, yeah. yeah and i never thought that um an album spoke to me in that same way or has since yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you talk about the media, this is another reason why Aaron and I really wanted to have you on mm-hmm. because not only is it important for us to feel represented in the artists, but the people who are discussing these artists and writing about them, they need to be diverse mm-hmm. and representative mm-hmm. of us as well. So which is so great that you're you're um that you're doing this work and um, that's come into play a lot especially with films, film critics, mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. Right. Like they're all older white men that yep. are that are cr- film critics so it's yeah. like of course they're all going to have like the same thought and the same I, I you know they're going to see see things in the same way and we we need the people that are discussing mm-hmm. art to also be reflective of of the community yeah yeah i definitely agree um when i was doing my my research um one of the things that one of the walls that i ran into constantly was that there there weren't enough writing or resources around Asian Americans and hip hop. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm doing now is I, I feel like I'm really going back to create those resources that I needed when I was younger. Mm. Um, and ultimately, I, I do want this to, you know, add to the body of work and literature around Asian Americans and hip hop, because I know I'm not going to be the last one who's going to research this. There's probably some college students who are curious and they want to write about this and they want to make their own connections. And I want them to be able to Google Asian American hip hop and find my stuff for free. It's academically cited and sourced, so you know it's legit, and go ahead and use <laughs> it. You know, go and move forward with that so we don't all have to start from square one every That's time. That's so cool. Yeah, paving the way. I hope so. <laughs> I love it. You know. What do you, how do you see your blog going? Like, in the next year, where do you want it to be? Do you, are you striving to be a paid writer about hip-hop, or do you want to keep it free, and do you want to keep it Money is always a nice thought. <laughs> it is. It's it a nice thought. Things. It, yep. If you um, figure out how to get paid, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pave the way for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've. I ultimately, I do want to put a book together um, of short essays, and um, it's it's harder than I thought. Um, writing writing independently. Um, the plus is that there's no deadlines or professors or whatever. You can kind of just do what you want um but it's also hard to make time outside the nine to five and and to dedicate 
the research and, and resources to this one thing. Um, but ultimately, I do want to put together a book of essays around Asian Americans and hip hop and, and say, like, look, this is what I'm offering to the community that I come from. This is just a reflection of what, you know, the artists that I've seen around our community are, are doing. Um, and and part of that is I really want to document that in, in, in this moment. So one of the essays that I'm working on right now is on um, San Francisco B-Boys and displacement and gentrification. Yeah, um, keep yeah. talking about that. Um, I, I don't know where I saw that. Maybe you posted something yeah, about it. Yeah, I posted it. a, few, a okay. few things about it. And and I, I, yeah, I interviewed, it's really interesting. Yeah, I, I interviewed um, seven uh, B-Boys and B-Girls who lived in the Bay Area for 10 years um, and are still actively dancing. Um and ultimately, it just I, I work with um, uh, a lot of low income seniors and adults with disabilities and I help them look for affordable housing, which right now is like nothing. Right. Um, and yeah, so, let's talk more about know, that, too, in a minute. In Arkansas or? Yeah, <laughs> Not so, here. And, and then we're also seeing um, spaces, art spaces get shut down, mm-hmm. um, buildings get bought over. And so for the B-Boy community in 2014, they lost a really huge space called Cell Space, which was a gallery. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then this year, there was also news of City Dance closing, but they're going to have a separate location later on Mm -hmm. um so for me the question was really um you know well there's no one who's immune to gentrification and displacement in san francisco so how how is this um community of b-boys surviving and thriving and finding other ways to keep going um because even though these spaces have come and gone they're they're still finding ways to continue dancing and and keep doing what they're doing so the interviews were really about um their personal uh um, context on where they grew up, um, how they feel about personal spaces, whether or not they feel that um, these spaces for b-boys and b-girls are easy to get and easy to keep, which was also always no. Um, <laughs> right. And then the current situation in San Francisco, and, and they were all, um, they weren't all Asian American, um, and they all had different political beliefs as well, but the impact of displacement on them was always 100% on everybody was feeling it, seeing it in the streets. Um, and so that's that's the next piece I'm working on, um, mm. just to document this moment in, in San Francisco that, yeah, there's housing and art spaces. And then there's also the b-boy community that, that no one really, I feel like no one really writes about in San Francisco, particularly. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, how did you even narrow it down to b-boys and b-girls? Because that's, that's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, my first experience in hip hop culture was really hanging out with a bunch of b-boys in high school. Um, and they're still dancing. Yeah. Um, and 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 they're they've done um, fundraisers together in San Francisco, so they they take that platform and they do what they love, and sometimes they give back to the community. Um, and a lot of them are also have grown on to be educators and teachers and community organizers, so they're everywhere. Um, but I just felt like that community kind of. Um, they run. They have their own circle, and they kind of run on their own their own little world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've always kind of like kept an eye on that, and and um, you know watch. Well, what are you donating to this time? And um, like there's uh, the Mighty Del Rocks. He does like Break for Tots. Um, which is like oh, an annual uh-huh. b-boy jam <laughs> yeah annual b-boy jam we collect donations and toys for children and it's been going on for 10 years um cool. so th- incredible things like that mm-hmm. um and so when when things like this are, are happening in the city and then it's also personal because i i deal with this every day with affordable housing mm-hmm. um this was just a particular interest that that i took on yeah it was the I'm marriage curious. of both of your yeah. your day job and your passion yeah well, well 
why why hip hop? Why mm -hmm. why did you fall in love with hip hop, and what what does it mean to you? Oh, that's a very like brown sugar Sydney question. <laughs> and and when and when did you fall in love with hip hop? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like I remember the first time I I heard a hip hop song. I did not know what it was. I grew up in a very um, traditional Chinese household, and I didn't have access to my own radio or anything. So up until like I was like nine or ten years old, I was listening to my mom's music from China, mm -hmm. um, which is great. Um, but also I I got a hold of my own hand me down mini boombox, um, and I remember one day like going through the uh, radio stations and I heard this remix. It was. Uh, Tupac and Biggie's Resurrection <sighs> remix. Yes. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> this I is my badass. Ring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. And I wanted to know what this was and it was moving and it was like, this beat is incredible. Um, so... So that was the first time, like, I, I remember the first time I heard that song. I remember, like, where I was sitting, the table, the lights and everything. Mm. Um, but I, I really got into it in, in high school when I, I was, like, it was like a storm of things. I was hanging out with this b-boy crew, um, and then they were also teaching me, like, graffiti art um, and all these things. And then I was also listening to Talib Kweli and Common a lot of the time. Yes, and as you like, do. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're people <laughs> to learn from through the music, too. So yeah. I felt mm. like I was getting a lot I was soaking in a lot of things at that time, and it just stuck with me. Wow. What what year did you say that was? Or how far back? Um, the Common Town of Kweli High School. Okay. Um, 2005, 2006. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's somewhat new to your life in a way. A little bit, which is which is interesting because now you're it's kind of guiding your career in your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just it just kind of stuck, I think, because I've always hung out with musicians, artists, yeah. dancers. It just never left. Um, it's always been a huge part of my life. So, yeah. Who should we who should we be listening to? One in the uh, in the Asian American community, but also in general, because I'm not good at new artists. Me neither. In, in hip hop, like I, I've yeah, I've become yeah, that person <laughs> where I'm like, mm, I don't like the new stuff. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't sound like the old stuff. <laughs> I really have to give everything a listen at least twice before I can like really do a judgment on it. But hmm. um, for for mainstream, I'm really loving Tiana Taylor's um, "Keep That Same Energy" album. Ooh, it I'm was, writing this down. Me too. Yeah, it, was amazing. <laughs> it was a it's a short like 20 minute or so album. Um, and then she had a show huh. in San Francisco at the Regency. And it was amazing. It was amazing. She could have brought down a stadium with that energy. Wow. It was so amazing. Have you ever been to a K-pop concert? No. Have you ever heard of the the screams of a K-pop concert? Like the you know the when like the boy imagine. bands come yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. they cry. I mean, you know, and it's intense. Yeah. I used to go to oh, well, I still go to boy band. <laughs> I know. Shows. For, for I won't us, say for her. You just say new kids on the block. Yeah, that's, and I'm like, yes, the cry I'm talking to. I right understand. Now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The I still <laughs> scream like that. Yeah. So does Char. I, I love how you said I used to. That's I know. Like, I was like, last yeah, I year can't. She used yeah. To. Anyways, wasn't that long ago. If you could, if you could measure that on a scale, like. Tiana Taylor is her, her show is just it's unstoppable like she she really is amazing an amazing wow. performer cool okay so the next time she has a show I really recommend going like you will not regret it I know you need to text us about these events, sure. events that you're <laughs> yeah, going sure. to the break for talk. start a newsletter. Things. You should. No, I, that's exactly what you should do. I'll, I will you, do it. Or at least answer your blog on the, at least on the opening oh, page yeah. of your blog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is where I'll be this month. You know, we come. Hey, oh, cool. Yeah, I've never thought about that. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Oh yeah, that's the second logo tip. in the corner. <laughs> just a, yeah, just a little, just a little. Brought to you by. Yeah. Okay, Tiana Taylor. Uh, yeah. Anything else um, new, mainstream that you can think of? Any um, what else do I listen to? Um, I listen to a lot of G Yamazawa. He's an Asian American, Japanese American uh, rapper from North Carolina. Yes, I've heard of him. He yes. was here recently yeah. in the last few months, or wasn't Campus. he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, um, cool. He also just dropped his second album called Money Is Time, um, and it's it's as good as the first. It is just great. Um, if I could go back to talking just about his uh, hip hop, what would what would you change about the history of hip hop if you could change anything? Ooh. Or change multiple things. Wow. That is a loaded question. <laughs> and I was I am not prepared to answer that. I think okay, like of all the discussions I've ever three. had, I've never ha- been given that like if you had the power to do these things. <laughs> I think there's I don't know, I think there's a lot of the first thing I think about is race. Like there's a lot of discussion around appropriation and I'm still learning how to navigate those conversations. Um, Mm. And the last time I moderated a panel at the Oakland museum um, during the run for the hip hop. Yeah. 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 Um, That question came up and everybody had a different answer. Um, Everybody's politics are different about appropriation. Right. About appropriation. Interesting. Um, And I, I'm still learning how to answer that, you know, learning how to, um, like when the thing that bothers me the most is when people say, well, you're Asian, but you sound black. But then what is Asian supposed to sound like? And then exactly. what is black hmm. supposed to sound like? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know how to navigate that sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, people feel how they feel. Um, and I think for me, if I could change anything, if I could, I think there, I'm, I'm just seeing like how how racism kind of is also deep-seated in, in hip-hop and the way we perceive hip-hop and, and participants of hip-hop, if there is some way I can change that a little bit to fit more of the, the universal context that we always preach, I think that's where I would start, um, is to start picking at those, you know, seeds. Um, but yeah, I think there's always a question of belonging with Asian Americans and whether mm-hmm. or not we're yeah. black enough for hip hop or too Asian for hip hop or whatever. Where do we fit in? Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's something that, you know, we're always struggling with and, and even outside the context of hip hop. Um, so I think um, if there's any way I can go back to make that an easier conversation for us to not have to question ourselves mm-hmm. and our own history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's where I would start. How do your uh, parents feel about you writing about hip hop, or do they know? Since mm. it's a traditional Chinese family, I don't. I don't think they really grasp the idea of me being a hip hop writer. They know I write, but because there's a language barrier, they mm-hmm. don't really. If even if I send them the link, that's like there's no way for my mom to read through my entire essay and be like, I understand what you're writing and what yeah. you're getting mm-hmm. at. Um, but she knows that I'm committed to the Asian American community and that I, I write a lot. Um, and so she's she's very supportive regardless. Um, and she knows that I'm I'm really involved in music. But I think that's like that's that's the the wall. Yeah. That's the that's where it lands. Yeah. But she's supportive of it. Yeah. She's supportive. That's awesome. That's all you can ask for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on the other side of the, the history of hip hop, I mean where do you see the future of hip hop going? Ooh. 
I asked this question to the panelists. And I <laughs> and I pick thought, your favorite. Well, yeah, answer. you can pick one of those answers. We wouldn't know. <laughs> and I think every everybody pretty much was going towards a more like um, hoping that it's somewhere along the lines of being uh, more friendly discussions around belonging in hip hop, because that panel was an Asian American panel. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, but um, I think for me, hip hop is always. I've learned the hard way to you have to accept the ugly stuff with it, and like I've I used to be, um, you know, that's not hip hop. That's just you know stupid, you know, top forty rap or whatever. But that's also hip hop, and capitalism has its way in in hip hop, mm. and that's also hip hop too. Mm. So yeah, it's a ref- reflection of our society, exactly a, in the good and the bad. Yeah. yeah, and I think I'm still there's still a lot that I'm learning. There's still a lot that I don't know about hip hop and its in its history as well, and um, so. I hope that the future of hip hop is more people taking the opportunity or um, maybe more resources to go around for us to learn about hip hop like that exhibit was around. People loved it. I loved it. I learned a lot as well. So hopefully more more learning to inform the future. Yeah. You know, that's that's my hope. I'd love for that exhibit to be permanent. Yeah, (laughs) personally. Yeah. Something like that. I just want more of the mainstream hip hop to be like Ruby Ibarra, like yeah. those conscious, conscious lyrics. And because especially in this day and age, like I'm like, man, if Tupac was around, he would be saying some shit about mm. what's going on, you know, yeah. and, and like I, I just want like more mainstream to be more vocal and not afraid to step out of the mold and 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 and, you know, and, and not just be catchy and yeah definitely and i think um i think ruby's doing a a great job of holding on to her message and her identity while she's you know kind of tearing down those walls um like recently she had that um that mastercard campaign and she was on this video and song with SZA and all these other artists and she has like she had like two giant billboards in madison square garden yeah yeah so i think that's that's a very visible physically visible um thing for for her to accomplish and i think she's um she's doing great by still sticking with her community and and inviting young girls on stage with her um and sharing the platform with educators and community organizers um and i I couldn't think of a better way for somebody to you know bring your community with you as Mm -hmm. you're tearing down those walls Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. she's definitely the future of hip-hop i think that would have been she, a great yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. You can have it. Ruby 2020. Yeah. Yeah, Ruby, the future. Ruby 2020. <laughs> um, who's your, like, uh, if you could interview anyone in hip hop, who would it be? They could be living or dead. Mm. Like, who's your ultimate? Queen Latifah. Oh. I've always loved well, Queen Latifah. I, that could happen. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Put it in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? What what would what do you want to ask her? Um, she's just she's done so much from film to music to talk shows to right. businesses, mm-hmm. um, and she's hilarious. And um, I think she's she has so much wisdom, but she's not like in your face about it with everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think she, I've just always looked up to her. Like if there was any anyone else in the hip hop world who could do it all and and do it confidently. That's Queen Latifah. Like I don't, you know, there there wasn't a lot of people um, that I I can see in her shoes and who can do what she did, mm-hmm. um, and still sticking to her own message and her own beliefs while she does it. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, 
little celebrity gush. Oh, yeah. I see it happening in your future. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's all go together. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Text yeah. Us. You're yes. gonna, we're going to be on the text thread, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yes, we'll be there. Don't worry about it. Well, we're actually going. We're going to see Ruby uh, November, oh, November. At the end of November. Are you going to that? Yes. Okay. The, we'll uh, see one, you year, one year show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's sweet. Definitely with a live band. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. And cool. I, I, we've been talking a lot about Ruby. And, <laughs> and no, but. And, and it comes and, back to Ruby. And Tiana Taylor, right? Yes. She's an MC. Tiana Taylor, she's an R&B singer. She's R&B. Yeah, she's okay. on, I think she's on Kanye's label. Mm. <laughs> I know, I Can know. Can we take but... that, cut that name out? Sure. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's not celebrate. Let's move him. on. Let's move on. But uh, there's been a an ongoing conversation on Bitch Talk, even with my former, par- was it with Karen? Was Karen on that conversation? I feel like we've had this conversation come up about where did all the female MCs go? Because mm-hmm. there, I feel like there was a period of time where you could, I mean, they mm-hmm. were out there and they were probably on every song. And then all of a sudden it kind of dropped off. Yeah, in the 90s, in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Salt and Pepper was my first right. cassette tape. Yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah, they were everywhere. MC now Light. it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could keep going. Keep, keep going. going. <laughs> Foxy Brown, Foxy Mommy Brown. with Slanted Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I don't, I don't know what happened. It's like they fell off, and people are like, well, Rihanna is... I'm like, no, she's yeah. not really... Yeah, not in that same vein. No. So, I, I don't know. I'm just asking the question. Maybe that's <laughs> another you, blog you post them, of Joy? yours. Where, did yeah. put them? where are they? Where are they? <laughs> Please if do I some knew. research. <laughs> if I knew. But I, I just feel like they were out there, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, done. Because yeah. there's no... There are none now. Mm-hmm. There just aren't. That's true. And I can't really say I listen to like Nicki Minaj or Cardi B either. Like that's just really uh, not my Yeah, me neither. That's not my like I, I just don't really not not really dig that kind no. of rap. But yeah. It doesn't Agreed. feel authentic. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Yeah. And almost like they didn't really I don't know. All the MCs that I'm thinking of, I feel like really worked for it. And but these girls are so manufactured that it's not I don't know. Does that sound terrible? It just feels manufactured. No, I get to it. What it's it used to be, persona. Yeah, we're talking about the importance of being honest and true to yourself yeah. and telling your story. And, yeah. and it's just yeah, I yeah. totally get that. Just I'm answering my own questions. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta do it. Anyways, oh, we need to talk about the panel in November. That's coming oh yes, up. hello, right. yeah. Um, we need to yeah, so, promote that. Uh, Asian American Music Conference is on its second year. Okay, um, and it's it's a conference that brings together industry professionals, um, artists, um, people who are managers or any kind of supporting system to artists. Um, it's it's one. One pl- well, this year it's going to be two weekends. Um, but, oh, you know, it's a place where you can come to showcase your talent and meet industry folks and connect and network. Um, and this year it'll be two weekends on November 9th and 10th. Um, the first weekend there'll be uh, on the 9th today at Apple with Rudy Kalma and Corinne OC. Um, and then the showcase will be on the 10th at Neck of the Woods. Oh, um, and oh. the second weekend to my hood, yeah, yeah, okay. 
So on the second weekend, um, on Friday, there will be another session at Today at Apple with um, a screening of Ruby's documentary, actually. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so Ruby and Evelyn will both be there. Um, Evelyn. I love Evelyn. I saw that you had an episode with her. Oh, yeah. More than one. She's been on like three times now. Thrice times. Almost like one on purpose and then two others on accident almost. (laughs) Anyways, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, friend of the show. She's so great. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, and then the the last day will be that final Saturday on the 17th and there'll be a number of panels and discussions and talks uh, with professionals and artists and I'll be moderating a panel um, with uh, industry professionals and, and rising artists. Cool. Yeah. Where can people, do they buy tickets? or um, Yeah, so people can register for the conference online at the Asian American Music Conference website. Okay. I'm not familiar with the whole... That's okay. Link dot org or dot yeah, com yeah. or dot world. You can Google. You can yeah. Google it. Yeah, yeah. Google it. Google like it. I was doing this afternoon. Uh, and where can people find you, Joy? They can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Joyski SF, um, or my right now my site is Joying SF at no, it's not Joying SF dot WordPress dot com. Cool. And soon to be coming soon, the calendar on the opening page of your website. <laughs> yeah, so I'll we work can, on they that. can find you. <laughs> the events calendar. The events yes, for the month. Definitely. Yeah. yeah that's- Joyce Picks. Yeah, that'd be great. <gasps> Done. I tried to, like, I tried that before with, like, my Friday hip hop picks. It didn't pick up. Like, nobody was following it. But mm. I might bring that back. Bring it yeah. back. You should. Yeah. People need to know about the stuff, including us. Yeah, I appreciate the encouragement. We want, but we want a text. We don't want to find out about yeah, it. Yeah, we want a personal text. Yeah, we want personal text. Now yeah. I have your number. Uh, Joy, it's been a joy to have you on Bitch Talk. Thank you so much thank for, you for your me. work and for sharing yeah. your voice you. and your talent. You're yeah. super, super talented, so thank you. And thank we'll you. have you back in the new year. Yay! I'm sure we'll have things to talk about. Oh, definitely. And we'll see you at the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll, show. oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll be text buddies, too. <laughs> Thanks so much, Joy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. was joying find her at hip-hop asian america and what a joy she is i, I don't i'm not just saying agree because it, it's kind of funny and funny but um i was really happy to have her on the show and um i think she'll be back on and i think we should record live when we see her at ruby events or we yeah, can we whenever can... we whenever we uh, stalk her mm-hmm. yeah well she no she's going to text us remember it's not stalk, stalking if they text us right right and she has my number so maybe we'll just be on a group chat we're just point. like her old old people that are like I know invite us to things <laughs> she's like sure she runs out well, of here i was trying to do the math and i'm like <laughs> i know she's like oh you know the early 2000s i was like huh by that point, I stopped listening to hip hop, like any hip hop that came out. No, that's not true. Kind of. Yeah, like okay. what? Anyway, I don't know. Uh, Kanye? No, I hate. It. Oh, we said. Why it are you saying it again? Sorry. Jesus. Barf. Anyways, uh, yeah, please uh, follow Joying and follow us, BitchTalkPodcast.com. You can find all our socials, episodes, uh, articles, uh, partners in crime, and more. We'll talk to you soon. Bitch, please.